Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. chatter show this one's going to be a little bit more challenging than normal um forgive me for speaking really slow um i lost my co-host um my best friend and brother um um so basically uh will passed away they found him in his house, uh, just passed away. Um, they don't have any final calls for why he died or why he passed away. Um, so uh, I'm I'm basically going to dedicate this show to my friend and my brother. Um, as you guys know, like in the earlier days of the show, um, I actually took time to introduce how we met, but I'm going to, I might rehash that. Um, but before I move forward, for those of you that are listening that are friends, family members, loved ones, um, I'm going to open the floor up to any friends for, or mainly the family, if they want to like have any words on the show. Um, and any friends that want to call in, um, I'm going to do this. I, I've sent out text messages and on Facebook just said, like, try to, like, keep your comments down to, like, three to five minutes to give room for other people to say what they have to say, their positive thoughts, their their memories, and shared experiences with Will. Um, he's such a lovable person. Um, so just, just try to keep that in mind and try to, like, you know, talk in a, a quiet place so that everyone can hear you. And, you know, this can be like something we can go back to 
as a reference for all the good times that we shared with with Will. Um, yeah, so um, I just kind of get started. My uh, I think I met Will uh, the summer of I think '96. I came out here when I had just started doing. Uh, graphic design, which was called Desktop Publishing at the time. And I worked for a guy, his name is uh, Patrick McCullough. And uh, we used to do a lot of, like, two-color flyer designs. Like, we were the king of flyer designs at that time. So we were just doing a lot of flyers. Had a brief run-in with Will, you know, a quick conversation. Um, I was in, they're dating me back, I was in high school at the time. So, uh, you know, quick conversation, how are you doing? Um, is this what you like? And that's how it goes. And then fast forward to sometime in 2000-something, um, I re I'm, I met him again working with uh, Jason Clark. Um, he's a very prominent figure as far as, like, in graphic design. Like, he does a lot of... DVD covers and whatnot, and then I met him again through Fox, and then our friendship just, like, blossomed from there. And then we, you know, we would talk about different things, concepts, and joke around, and eventually I learned that he worked at, at World on Wheels, and then I would just go and just, he invited me, invited me just to come to his work and come hang out and chill. So that's what I did. And for those of you that know Will, during the time of World on Wheels, he's known for the the big leather chair, the couch, and the desk. And um, that's where all the uh, <laughs> the sessions of, of wisdom were conducted. Like he would drop a word or, you know, he would have his friends. And, you know, sometimes I don't even think the customers were really customers of World on Wheels. They, were, they became more friends and associates of his, and uh, they would just talk about, like, anything under the sun, relationships, uh, something silly that happened on the news or something that happened in the neighborhood or uh, an event, what's the next event, or the DJs, or what DJs were good, which DJs sucked, what music was good, what music was bad. Um he would, like, really go out of his way to do that. And then while at World on Wheels, you know, for those of you that also know about the record pool, uh, when they had, uh, I forget what it's called, uh, Impact Record Pool, that's what it was. Will was on the bullhorn, right? And for those of you that know, they, he had signs and he had a bullhorn. He would say, he, I think one of the signs was trash. Or hell no. I think I, I'm not. Sure. I don't think he did. But for some odd reason, I always think that he has a sign called "Burn the Studio." Now, there was an earlier episode when I talked about how we met. But then also there was an episode where DJ Shanks was on. Basically, uh, there was a guy, and he played some music, and. Um, Will was like, you need to go back to the studio. No, as a matter of fact, on your way back to the studio, buy some gasoline, maybe even kerosene, take it to the studio, 
dump it on all the equipment and burn it down. Like, that is the coldest shit I have ever heard anybody say about someone's music. And the guy got super upset. But Will was like, you didn't come here for me to give you a dishonest opinion about your music. You came here for me to give your honest opinion about your music so that you could make your money off your music. You didn't come here for bullshit. You came here for the truth. And that's what Will was known for. He would tell you the truth and really go in on you about that. But after you sat back and got through your pouts or tantrums or fits, you was like, you know what, this brother was right. And you literally wanted to hug it out with him, which is what happened with the rapper guy. They talked about it. They got a little loud, you know, and then it was just like it was over, you know. Um, Through Will – and our friendship, he really, it's very, it's funny. And, and forgive me, I'm going to be all over the place with things because it's a really touching moment for me to to lose somebody that's, that's close to me. Uh, there's a saying that says that, um, I, I wrote it down, uh, God makes up for the family we don't have, you know. And I've always considered Will an older brother. And, you know, he, he really just, he went out of his way to take me under his wing. And he, like, you know, made me a part of his life. And not a lot of people make it a priority to take somebody under their wing. And I think, like, in in our community as black folks, like, a lot of people become your uncles, your brothers, and your cousins because you spend so much time with them. You learn about them. They allow you into your life. And, you know, your goal if you honor that, it's not to really, it's not to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you're open to, like, have disagreements and agree disagreeably, but you don't want to fuck up a really solid relationship. And that's what I had with Will. And and a lot of people here in, especially in Los Angeles, like, the thing is, the going trend is people talk about how people are pretentious and they're not very you know, real or about it or about that life. But Will was a thousand percent about that life. Like when he takes you in, like he takes you in. And it's like, if you decide to fuck up, like he's not fucking with you and he's not fucking with anybody that fucks with you, you know? So, and he'll tell you that to your face and won't even blink, stare you straight in your eye and tell you that, which was, which made him a very honorable man and a friend through him doing that. Now, some of the things that we would share was like, even when I would go to World on Wheels and, you know, late nights, uh, we would share a meal, you know, and that's really huge amongst friends is breaking bread with each other. Like you really can't consider, um, you know, if somebody, a true friend, if, if they uh, don't break bread. So, I'm going to continue more, but I'm going to allow the interruptions. Um, I think I have a caller. Is somebody on? Yes. This is Silky D. I'm the first female in Impact Record Pool as the DJ. I've been knowing Will for me. Um, This is, yeah, you know, um, one, I'm I'm shocked, 
and um, two, you started talking about what Will did at Impact, and you're so right. He was our Apollo. At the at the impact record pool, I'm just gonna keep it real like that. That brother just was the ultimate um, answer to any artist that came through. You know our format to get the realest real, whether they like it or not. And and the interesting part about it is, no one got angry to go against him. It's just that that maddest high respect that he gave to an artist after they performed in front of all the DJs like ourselves. Right. And um, just as as humble as he can be, you know, his words were very powerful and could be very shrewd. But we loved him for that. We loved him for that, Um, the fact that he always had a smile. He I mean, we're family. This is family to me, and that's why it's really hitting me hard because yeah. um, just this history of the West Coast uh, and definitely Impact Record Pool is when it started as Street Beat before it became Impact. And this is just as deep and hurting me just as much as we've lost foot. And um, Oh, yeah. I'm 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 just I'm just a little emotional behind it. But um yeah, you you said it right. That was his place. That's where he had kingdom and his bullhorn and sitting in his in his chair and uh you know uh man just keeping it real in every in every aspect no matter who you were as far as when it came down to this game and getting your music in major distribution. So I'm going to miss him. I'm just floored because, um, you know, I'm I'm one of the pioneers. And one thing for sure, you know, it, it hurts. I feel like a parent who's lost a child. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm feeling. It, it hurts me more to see those who've come in this game of record pool as, as a family of DJs um, of different ages, but to have the the younger ones go before you do hurts like a parent losing their child. So um, that's how I'm feeling. And uh, I, I yeah. had to get on to say that, that I'm going to miss this brother. I'm going to miss this yeah. brother very much. And um, Silky D, I want to add on to how you're saying about how you're feeling. Because the week of, or the day that I found out, I had the morning, very early in the morning, I had this very weird sinking feeling. It's like the earth, like, dropped. And I know we've been having earthquakes in here in L.A., but it's not that that feeling. Yeah. It was was weird. It's it's like something, a party just, like, gone. I was, I was shocked. I was just, well, that's it's double for me. We lost another uh, DJ and audio owner just uh, a month ago to the to to the COVID, and he was an audio mm-hmm. owner, and have been have come across through Impact Record Pool, and um, it was double. That was it was just a double whammy for me, but. 
will was stronger because, again, this is the family. This is the family of West Coast history of the DJs that just came into the play of making L.A. scene. Right. This is the place that's monumental that even Madonna and Beyonce and I can go on and on and on has come through to get approval, approval. and acceptance. Okay, acceptance from us, like we were the ones to put them on the map, basically. I'm just going to keep it real, you know. We no, the were the ones, we and, and real is a blow. part of that. Right. Next to Project Blow, there was Impact. Impact was, like, major. Like, even Project Blow. Impact was before right. Project Impact See? was before Project Blow. So you're talking to a pioneer See? here. So if we want to go yes. back, if we want to go <laughs> yeah, if we want to go back, then, you know, we might as well – you know, go back to the good life before Project Blow. Right. But before the good life, they came it was just the L.A. scene of the club scenes back in the day, Street mm-hmm. Beat with Michael Mixon Moore, passing it down to Danny Foot James and Tracy Kendrick, and to have yep. Will as like that, 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 the, 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 I say the recognition of the of the uh, the highest when it came down to get the stamp approval. <laughs> I mean that's history. That's right. history. You see what I'm saying? So you know, like I said, it started off with 75 DJs, and I happened to be one of them. We did have another right. female, which was Sherry, a white girl, and she went to San Diego. So I'm just giving you some history as far as the record pool family is concerned. On down mm-hmm. to where our babies happen to be, uh, uh, Must DJ Mustard and DJ Quest Coast and my daughter DJ Sparks. See, those we're we're, we're doing different generations now. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you feel what I'm saying? And I'm so very fortunate that we met all of you, Will. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. This year, yep. it's, it's hurting me. I mean, when I got the news every day, it just bothered me. It just bothered me because that's how it makes me feel. It just feels like that I'm a parent that lost a child, that my child went before me. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. And, uh, man, he brought the excitement. He brought the excitement, the laughter, the realness of impact after da- at the foot left. You know. Yeah. Tracy is the cool one. He's the, he's you know, he's more yeah. quiet, but Will had the personality. You feel what I'm saying? He had the personality right. to keep us you know, keep us going and laughing and, and making his jokes and you know, the whole night, especially with that bullhorn. I'm not gonna forget that oh. ever. You know. Man, he had you bull, know, so. Shake hands, and then DJ yeah. would go get set up. 
and then uh, yeah. who else was set up? And then Mustard would set up the sound system. And he's like, y'all need help? Y'all yeah, need something? Don't forget Reggie. Then, don't forget Reggie. And then, Reggie Jones. And then Foot, Foot would get on the mic, and then and Tracy would be right behind him, and they would just go do their thing. Mm-hmm. 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 That was a procedure. I think yeah. it was like every, what, every, what fourth or second Thursday or yeah, something like that? Yeah, we did every third uh, Sunday in the month, you know, when they started feeding everybody the whole bit. I remember right. when the meetings, you know, used to be like twice a month. I went foot, you know, when we first started, it, we, were, <laughs> we were going in there almost every week, and then it started getting into twice and then once a month. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, you know, moving it off of uh, rodeo and uh. McClellan is playing into uh, World on Wheels. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, man, I'm just, you know, I'm glad that um, you, you brought this blog talk because, you know, this situation, unfortunately, it, how everything is, and it, it's made it so, uh, this crime situation has made it so, uh like everybody got to deal with grieving on their own, you know, um, or either it's virtual or either, you know, people just putting stuff up. But I'm glad that you allow for this uh, format to come out for us to speak good things about him, fun things about him. I'm going to miss him. And I had looked so forward because I kept telling Tracy we need to bring the impact record pool back to that environment. Um, is so needed. I feel even even though today, you know, we have all of this music online, I still think that personal interaction and people makes a difference. You know, that audience yeah. makes a difference. And, oh, my God, he is definitely going to be truly missed because it was no other personality like him and no other person that was bold enough to just be blunt like he could get and get away with it. Wow. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, still, I, I appreciate uh, you, you know. Yeah, I, I uh-huh. have to do it because, you know, he's a, I have to do it because he's my friend, he's my brother, and, you know, we yeah. shared a lot, and, you know, I just want to take time, and he, I'm going to talk about, like, you know, some, he was very impactful in the community. Like, I think, I think everybody in South L.A., Knew him or knew of him? I, I think I'll go that far. And say oh, that. Cool. If you came through the pool and got a chance to just uh, <laughs> speaking who he was, I mean, you had people that didn't know him but didn't turn around and respect him because they realized it was just like automatically he had a position there, you know. Right. Um, right. And, uh, I mean, I've brought many young artists through there to, you know, have an opportunity to, to present their music in front of the DJs, and when it came down the wheel, it was just like they just immediately accepted him like they didn't know him for years. So, they wait, didn't, you know, were you against him or nothing? It was just true respect. Wait, did you, you weren't, no, I was going to say you weren't the person that brought the wolf pack to him because discovered the wolf pack through one of his street team members. And then the wolf pack, I was wondering, was it you that did that? Well, I brought a lot of – I can't take the – I'm not going to take the credit because, you know, you know me. 
I have launched off many people's careers, and I don't take the credit for it. Whatever happens right. when I make that connection, it does. I don't look for credits, you know, or if the artist be honest enough to say, damn, Silky D introduced me to this person. You know, I really don't care. I just move the flow of my spiritual ways of bringing in somebody to help somebody to get somewhere, and I'm done, you know. Right. And um, I could have. I mean, because I brought so many there to Impact, and then on outside of Impact, I have made personal connections with certain producers or uh, people for artists to get to their next plane or the fact is to educate them to get to their next plane. So I don't take no credit. I just say that, I, you know, I just happen to be the mother, uh, the little old lady in the shoe that have so many children. You feel what I'm saying? Because I know I put hands on a lot of, I put hands on a lot of youth, and I still continue to this day. So um, I could have, you know, I, I'm just not going to because I think after that, um, it's really up to the artist to to eat off of the plate that I hand them. You know, I can bring them to the water, but I can't make them eat, and I think that's the reason why I don't take any credit or get out here to both to say, well, hey, I was the one, because I know I've done from Tone Loke on up. You know, right. you know they, I told that in Tone's face. Like, I was the one that gave the number to, to Mike Ross when they were, you know, mm-hmm. starting Delicious Vinyl. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just that kind of thing where I'm not boastful or want to brag about or, or the whole bit. I mean, if I was in the field of being that uh, manager or promoter, I would have had a business of it. I think I just enjoy helping and, um, yeah. you know, putting wings on people for them to fly. So I won't take the credit yeah. for it, but I appreciate you mentioning that, you know, because, yeah. Even though the world knows or West Coast knows, you know, now the world knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just funny. Yeah, so, uh, so thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I really want to, like, mm-hmm. talk more about some of the stuff that uh, he's done and, like, I leave it open for, like, family members and stuff. Um, so thank you for coming on. Um, we look yeah. forward to hearing more. You Maybe we can have you on the show, actually. Well, well, you can hit me up. You know where I'm at at one such queen. So uh, okay. um, just hit me up, and I'm more than, but I called because I, I had to express about Will, and I know how um, he was a very important value as well as more than that. That's family, man. That's family. That That's yeah. cutting me really deep right now. I think it cuts us all deep for all the original ones of Impact Record Pool uh, because, man, those are years we're talking about. And although um, some of us may, you know, we all have personal lives, but the fact is whenever we see each other or whenever we're together, we show mad love like if we were talking to each other every day. So that one right, right there, yeah, that right there, that that cuts, that, that definitely cuts me very deep. And that's how I feel like I, I really lost you know, you know, if I had birthed him on own self, so um, it's all good. I appreciate that. He's he's coming, and I appreciate the pictures. I saw the pictures and how beautiful those are, because that was definitely oh. him. 
Yeah, that was him. All yeah. day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you okay. so much, man. Thank you for letting uh, me get that you're out. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. All right. Peace. See you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so guys, I uh, just want to continue um, sharing my thoughts. So, Will was a, a big brother to me, and, uh, you know, we would hang out at World on Wheels, and I was talking about breaking bread, and that's a really, you know, even in traditional and very primal cultures, like, that's, by, that's the main thing. That's how you start off with friendships, and you start, you know, great things. Like, you know, you start off over breaking bread, and I think... I can't remember the first thing, but I know for sure. I know for sure our thing would be uh, our our for sure thing would be going to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles or going to the IHOP to get something to eat, <laughs> and we would go there. We would go there with some of the crew, or we would go there with the street team. And we would talk and chop it up and just clown all night. Like, we would talk about people that was walking weird in the street or what we saw in the day or just something weird that we saw on TV. And uh, that's what we did, just, you know, splitting the meal with a friend, you know. And that's that's always a, a good thing to do, you know, with somebody that you really care about and love, and then, you know, you bond through those times and those moments and all those experiences. And then, you know, from that, then, you know, you start after a while, and I think that this is a common rule. If you have a a good friend, you guys should be willing to get the bag or help each other get the bag together. And Will was always about that. Like, he would always go out of his way to uplift people that were in his life that were, like, close to him. And he always wanted people to get the bag. Like, he was like, you know what? If you got to go because you got to work, then you need to go work. You know what I'm saying? Or I got this deal for you. Check to see if they want to do X, Y, and Z or this and the third. And, you know, he'd give you the number. You do your thing, and he would back you up as a reference. And then you just follow up with that. Um, I think even that proves a point from a, a, a relationship I developed with DJ Shanks. Like, he talked about me and my graphics, I believe, to Shanks, and then, you know, Shanks just followed up. Or because he knew the relationship with me and Jason, he knew that my abilities were such on par that he could refer me to somebody and I would get the job done, which also then led to me actually doing stuff for him and his uh, events and promotions. One that really stuck out to me was uh, when we did the buzz, that was like a team promotion and like what Will really wanted to do and I don't know some people may or may not know like Will was really into like the community like the black community like he's really about up and lifting it and providing a safe place or a safe venue for teenagers to go to keep them out of trouble area from like getting like what it could really have turned into be like a really bad spot and between him and Bert, they really went out of their way to, like, do that. They went out on their time off, met with people in the communities to make sure, like, this was cool here, we're not doing this here, and 
world on wheels was a neutral zone. So, which brings me back to my point, that's why we'll develop this, like a teen nightclub for people, for the kids to go to world on wheels. They were like teenagers, and what they would do, they would go and they would party all night. You know, parents get some time away from their kids, and then basically he would make arrangements for people, or not for people, for the kids to call their parents to come pick them up at a certain at a certain decent time at night, and then that's what they would do. And and I'll continue the story. I'm going to let the next caller come in. Caller, who are you? And let's talk. Hey, how's it going, DJ Quest Coach? Oh, uh, what's up, DJ Quest? How you doing, man? I'm blessed, brother. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What you What you got for me? Man, uh, just so much love, man, because um, that's all my brother Will ever showed me, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And even you, too, right, man. Um, it's always been love. We go back a long time, you know. I can just remember my earliest time, because I met Will before I became a DJ, and before I even knew he was at the skating ring, you know, I was like 10. And he just was the cool neighbor in my cousin's apartment building. And I would be at my cousin's apartment building four days a week, three days every weekend, and probably once during the week, too. And so he was always just showing us love and just guiding us in ways. And um, I always just, uh, it always stood out, you know, because we grew up in many dysfunctional families and the streets. And a lot of times your family becomes people that you I really blood with, you know, and so mm-hmm. um, from my earliest time memory, my brother, that's what it always felt like, big brother vibes, uncle vibes, you know, and um, it right. was just happened that I would become a DJ and going on at this at the skate marine, unbeknownst to me, was one of the biggest record pool meetings, the impact record pool meeting, you know, and um, like picture, you, you got Danny Foot James, rest in peace Danny Foot. You got uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tracy Kendrick, you know, and then uh, you got um, like Dr. V and, 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 and Tony from the country, all these scientists, so, but DJs, you know, and, uh, and rest in peace to Tony, too. Um, but then, like, on the DJ table, you got DJ T, you know, uh, L.A. staple, uh, a, a major DJ out here, and he always had his two nephews with him. And his two nephews was DJ Munster and John John. And so I'm the youngest DJ in the pool, and those are some teenagers younger than me at the time just trying to figure it out, you know. And um, we're at the skating ring in Will's house necessarily at the time. He's running the skating ring, right? And so Mm -hmm. he's there as the host of the event with all the L.A. top radio, not not radio, but street DJ, and some of the most influential in L.A. as DJs, and we would have a meeting once a month. Danny Foote and Tracy brought together artists from all walks of life. The labels paid them, because at this time, we're talking vinyl. Talking vinyl. Yeah. Some CDs, are we're talking vinyl, you know. Uh, that was still the standard. And um, all the artists would come to from early upon, it was like artists like Tupac to fucking Beyonce. Excuse me if I'm cursing, but uh, um, no, it's okay. Destiny's Child came through. Uh, uh, 
and then you speed forward, you know, and you go through time and you like, oh wow, that was YG and Ty Dollar Sign coming, you know, with the Ty and Corey project or or YG bringing Tooted and Booted, and this was years before these artists broke. But Will is in the picture as one of the most influential voices in the room as the manager of the skating ring because he's tapped into the culture and he has this this uh <laughs> he has the bullhorn in the yeah. in the meeting. And, right. and nobody else had a microphone but uh the DJ <laughs> uh or an artist that's presented to the DJ. <laughs> and uh man, I'm like shaking up saying it but because I could just remember vividly, uh, man, the brother was uh, so, uh, he was like the voice of reason. He was right. the artist, the honest, the guy, truth. He was like what, what DJ Head is doing right now with uh, honest feedback. That was like honest feedback before um, social media. And so that's his story. Yeah, but it was in your face. a lot of artists. And right in your face, in front of DJs. And, and, let's set the no internet. The DJs, no internet, no internet yet, and the DJs literally had signs. Pump it or dump it, yeah. or your shit is whack, you know, right. take it back to the studio, or right. send me copies, I want doubles. That was the sign. Like, like Project right. Blow shit, please pass the mic. Uh, and right. Will is on the microphone commentating this story happening. And so many artists came through. He sent artists back to the uh he sent artists back to the he sent artists back to their lab to get better. He he told artists they was hot and they that they actually did something, you know, and uh he wasn't really he wasn't really off a lot of the times and it was just great for the culture, man. So man, our brother's a staple and um I'm shocked that I'm having to do this because I just was on the radio show a few weeks ago. Right. So we love you, bro. Influential. And uh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for that question, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing that. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to be missed. Did you have any last words before you want to, like, uh, hop off or? Ah, uh, man, you know, I think we should all continue to spread that kind of love to each other because that's what really a community, a neighborhood is about, you know being able to be honest with each other, criticize each other out of love to make us better because iron sharpens iron and uh, and we not get offended by it or we take our egos out of it and we able to be honest with each other and, and share. We're not going to always agree and that's fine. That's normal. Right. But uh, we soap the boundaries and test the limits because iron sharpens iron and we shouldn't be too egotistical to think that somebody might so 360 degrees of information and ways to do it. So I just want to share that with the community and the family that's listening right now. Uh, let's do more of that. And that's what our brother Will was uh, always trying to show, I know, from my experience. So, man, hey, Ray, I appreciate you always, man. We go back a long way, too, bro. And um, yeah, I'm always here, man. Yeah. Let's keep building <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll be there. All right, man. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you. One love, brother. You have a great night, man. God bless right, man, you. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I want to continue with the buzz. So with the buzz, 
again, it was a, a nightclub event for, for kids just to keep them out of trouble. So the thing is, is, like, when Will was on the DJ set, like, you know, you hear people, like, they want to do stuff for kids, but, you know, they talk it, but they don't do that shit, right? So not only did he, like, go out of his way to, like, do this damn event, like, he would – like he would make he I feel like he knew every kid that came there every night and he'd be like, Yo, he would get on the mic, he would pause the music and be like, Yo, so and so, so and so, your mama is outside looking for you. Or he would be like, Yo, if you haven't called like an hour before they shut down, he's like, Yo, you need to go call your parents and tell them to come and pick you up. Arrange your rides and have them come pick up. Now what you would think is like, oh, oh, we're going to just let these kids run wild after they call their parents. No, nah, hell no. Nah. What Will made sure is like there was somebody outside and somebody was taking them outside to make sure that they got into their parents' cars or got into their designated driver's cars so that they got their asses home safely because this is like in the middle of the night in mid-city. You know what I'm saying? It's not that bad, but it could get bad, you know? So he did, he went out of his way to make sure that those kids were safe, you know, all the time. And he even went into some of the neighborhoods and actually, you know, visited, you know, respected leaders in those communities and was like, yo, what's going on with so-and-so or how come so-and-so is beefing or if somebody's beefing that world on wheels, he went outside of work and did what he had to do. And uh, I'll continue my story. We got another caller. Caller, you there? <laughs> What's Who's there? Hello? Yeah. What's up, man? This is DJ Shanks, the Lone Dagger. Six. What's happening? What's, what's cracking, Shanks? How you doing, man? <laughs> this is my other brother. Oh. online. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening with what it, What you man? got for me, yes. man? Man, I was just, man, online, um, you know, enjoying uh, the beautiful uh, commentary and uh, back and forth between you and my brother Quest, and uh, shout out to Silk, you know, off just listening, man, just listening to yeah. you guys speak about, um, you know, just praising our brother Will, you know. Uh, for me, man, you know, ever since I found out the news, uh, you shared that with me. Um, everything's a little off kind of right now. You know, I'm just, I'm yeah. not. You know, I'm maintaining, but everything is a little slow for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm touched and I'm saddened, uh, just like everybody else who, you know, had a good relationship with him, you know. I mean, uh, Quest said something uh, that hit it on the nail, um, you know, the voice of reason. Right. You know, the voice of reason, big time, you know, that right there. That's the nail in the coffin right there, you know, the, the you know, the voice of reason. I, I don't think it could get any better than that because he was very knowledgeable, uh, very well-spoken, and it seemed like he had wisdom for everything, you know. Everything, um, everything. You, you know, if I had to, um, you know, honestly, you know, if I had to pick a moment, of course, you know, going back to, um, you know, World on Wheels, the record pool meetings and stuff, you know, that's all where we all came together, you know, to connect, communicate, yeah. network, and so forth. So, 
Um, him on the bullhorn, of course, was comedy. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so many people that had to feel the wrath of him on the bullhorn. It was it bad. was comedy. You know, it was comedy. And to be honest with you, that's what's missing with uh, hip hop today particularly L.A. hip-hop. Um, there's no one like him, and there will not be another one, you know. No. Um, I know I know some, um, you know, people want to give constructive criticism or what have you, but let's let's be honest. There, there won't be anybody like Will. There won't be nobody like nope. Will. Ain't nobody to do it like him, you know. No. So, you know, it's a great, um, you know, a great loss. You know, uh, you know, he's been on my mind heavy, you know, and I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, us losing somebody very, very special. And, of course, uh, the moment that's going to stand out for me is uh, when we were all together, you know, and I constantly think about it, you know, how he buried his mom. Uh, a few days before I buried my aunt, you oh. know, so that 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 stands out definitely. Uh, my condolences to his family, his his brother, his sister, and um, of course, you know, doing the show with you guys on Scattered Chatter, um, I had a chance to replay that and re and and, and play the recap of it, man, and, and didn't realize how fun that moment was. Um, Bro, that was like the best show ever. You know, <laughs> like, like. Well, then you know if that's the case, bro. You know, I shoot, man. I, I, you know, that was fun. You know, that was fun. You know, what was we what conversation for about two to three hours? Yeah, so, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't, I can't put anything above that. So that's definitely. <laughs> Uh, you know when uh, when cousins, me. you know when cousins get together and they start talking about like stuff that they shouldn't be around their parents. That's what right. it was like. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I hope I'm not dragging number one and you know number two. Not sure if the show was if we was going overboard, but it was just so good. And then him saying like, man, we definitely got to have you back, like. You know, I was totally looking forward to that because for me, you know, that was my first interview. So, oh, okay. you know, just thankful that you guys uh, thought of me, you know, to be a guest on the show, you know. Oh, and on, um, You had you to know. be on the show. You're family, bro. You come know. on. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, just, you know, was looking forward to sharing this new project that D-Smoke was working on, you know, looking forward to hearing his feedback and just presenting it to him, you know, because he was a huge D Smoke fan. You know, he was a mm-hmm. huge Il Camille fan. So very yeah, supportive was. of the artists that I represented and supportive of, of me, them. you know. Yeah. And um uh-huh. you know, he's a one of a kind spirit, bro. You don't they don't make them like him no more, bro. I'll just say it like that. You know, like he was a real, genuine, uh, you know, straight up and down dude. And you just don't find him like that no more, you know. So, 
you know. So, um, yeah, no, nah, man, he's going to be greatly missed. And, um, you know, I still trip off of it. Like I say, man, it's just everything for me right now is just a little slower pace than yeah. our normal, you know, our normal speed. And it's due to that, you know, due to the fact that, uh, you know, we lost him um, so young, you know, so young. And, and, you know, it happens to the great ones like that. And I don't understand it, you know. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Like, I think even when um, a mutual friend of ours called me the day that was confirmed, I called back Mm -hmm. and was like, what you? Are you playing with me? Did this? Did you just call me and tell me that? And he's just like, "Yeah, it happened." And I was like, "Man, this is really like fucked up." And you know, like you know how they say, like you know, men ain't supposed to cry or not cry. Like nigga, I broke out in tears. Like I, I got no Bruh. shame. And, 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 and you're no not shame. supposed to. You're not supposed to. That's that's just real. You know, that's real emotions. And and a brother like him. We'll make you do that. You know, I, I even was teary-eyed and shed a tear myself. You know, good, yeah. genuine people don't come along like that all the time. You know, like uh-huh. I said, he was very unique, you know, the way he carried himself and just, you know, so, man, you crying, bro, that don't, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. Just yeah. even the way everything unfolded. It's like, man, he was just out here the man was just out here burying his mother. Yeah. You know, let's keep it real on that. And then now for this to happen, you know, con- condolences to, you know, his family, man. And it's just the way it all way. unfolded, man. Yeah. So, you know, where do we go, you know, from here? Um, you know, we just got to keep moving, man. We got to keep moving, pushing forward. Uh, doing it in his, doing it for him, you know, because he's he's going in the physical realm, but he's looking down on us, you know. Right. And um, yeah, man, I, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a great. Uh, he's gonna be greatly missed, you know. Yeah. Greatly missed, big yeah. time. That's that's. I don't know what else to say, you know. I don't know what else to say after that, man. You know, and then just looking at this photo gallery, you know, it's even more touching, you know. Mhm. So, you know. Yeah. Do you, so I mean with all that, do you have, what do you what do you think like what lessons could we learn? I mean, cuz we all family. So what lessons do you think we can mm-hmm. take away from this and like moving forward? Man, appreciate your loved ones, man. Appreciate your friends. Appreciate your family. Um, You know, make sure the communication is solid with them. You know, check in with them. And just, you know, mainly cherish, if anything, man, cherish the moments big time. You know, Mm -hmm. cherish the moments to the T. Because... You know, like when I look at that picture of you and him uh, leaving from the event, plus the picture that we took, I remember uh-huh. we hugged each other that night quite often, and we had yeah, a we ball. Did. And I, you know, we had a ball. I remember, you know, walking you guys to the truck, 
And I was thinking in my mind, like, man, I can't wait until we do this again, and we're going to do it bigger and better this time. And so, you know, I mean, for, you know, so, yeah, definitely cherish the moments, man. And it's life is short, man. You know, life is short. We don't got time for bullshit, you know. So all your loved ones, family, friends, you know, be right, you know, be right with them, you know, and, 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 and just try to stay positive, man. Stay positive and definitely keep God first. Definitely keep oh, yeah. God first because, you know, with these times, you know, um, you know, God's the only one that's going to get us through this madness. Not yeah. the president, not no artist or entertainer or sports figure, you know. Um, mm. You know, so if it's one thing that I can leave on that note, it's that, you know, treat your people right, you know. Yeah. And, and cherish, those people cherish, that, that by cherish the moments. Yeah. Cherish the moments, man. Cherish the moments because, man, you never know. You know, you never know. Big time, you know. And if it's anything that this has taught me, you know, um, it's definitely that because, Will, that's the last brother that I thought something like this would happen to, you know. Yeah, I I always saw myself like, uh, you know, I, I've had visions in my head like of us growing old, like you being like the superstar manager, Will, like doing something big in music or having some type of business. And just getting mm-hmm. old and just talking about the old days, you know what I'm saying? Going to a bar, you know, and just laughing at, you know, kids, like, trying to do their shit again. It's like, man, y'all don't know nothing. Y'all, like, that's how I always saw myself. Um, right, right. Just yeah, sharing those stories and then maybe will possibly families and kids playing together. That, that's how I always saw all of us, you know. And then the next generation of what that will become. That's how I always saw it, but I never, I never in a million years expected this to happen. Never. Not at all, man. So that's what that tells us right there, you know. It's it's, it's, it's cherish, cherishing the moments, you know, cherishing the moments and uh, cherishing each other, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, give, all get, right. get, getting, it, getting it back to the basics, man, because – you know, with everything going on and then, you know, the social media presence and so forth, it's easy to lose sight of those simple things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Well, Shanks, uh, thank yeah. you for coming on, man. And, um, you know, we're definitely going to have you back, but uh, this is just a very unfortunate moment to have you on, man. So, uh yeah, man. Yeah. Totally understandable. Um, you know, rest in power, Will. You know, much love to Will. And, and you know, my condolences and my love and my respect once again uh, to his family. And I will be attending uh, the visual for him on Sunday. So, oh, yeah. Um, the, the yes, I, I, I will. You know, yes, I, I will get off. Oh yes, please okay. do, please do give them. You know, let them know that time and everything. Um, 
which I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of folks to show up for him, you know, because oh, he, he was well-loved well and respect. And that's going to be like an impact record pool reunion, um, I'm imagining, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, um, you know, also rest in peace to, to, to Brother Foot, you know, rest in peace to Brother Foot, you know, and... um. Yeah, that's all I that's all I have to say, brother, you know. All right. All right, cool, man. Thanks but, uh, again. So all right, I'll go no ahead problem, and man. Then, uh, we'll talk. All right, for show shop, man. Much love to you, Just Ray, man, for uh you know, putting this together, you know, being a good friend, being a good brother, you know, to yeah. him. You Thank know, you. along with myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, for you to for you to, you know, this was great. You know, for you to facilitate this, and I look forward yeah. to, um, you know, hearing the other callers that call in because I know they also have great things to share. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that too. All right, man. Thank you, man. All right, no problem, man. You take care and much love. All right, man. You too. All right, peace. Peace. So, uh, callers, uh, or not callers, the audience. I want to let you know. Um, on August the 9th, which is this coming Sunday, there's going to be a candlelit vigil at World on Wheels. That's in L.A. That's in Mid-City. Um, that's in the Venice Corridor. I believe it's near Venice and Pico, where the Ralph and the Rite Aid and all that stuff is and where the new – it's right between the Venice and Pico and where the – the new Smart and Final Best Buy like center is. It's the World on Wheels. There's going to be a candlelit vigil. I'm sure you're going to be able to see where there are people going to be at. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Again, 6 p.m. Of course, social distancing is in effect. Wear your mask. I don't know if you want to go as far as goggles. They're talking about goggles and all that stuff like that. But again, it's going to be at 6 p.m. August the 9th on Sunday. Uh, at World on Wheels. It's going to be in the parking lot. I believe where, I don't know if the Bank of America is still there, but in that area. So please go show your love. If you know somebody, if you're listening and you know somebody that would like to attend, please tell them. Um, it, again, it's Sunday, Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, I don't know as far as, like, the candle situation. I'm sure that there's some way that you can find something somewhere to facilitate that. But just I think the gathering of the mass of people in the community there is going to be a great show of support for the family and showing them love and showing Will love too. Um, I want to go back to the stories, uh, you know, with the kids. You know, he, he did that. He really looked out for the kids. And he looked out for people in the community. And then, um, you know, we've had three members from the Impact Record Pool call in. Now, um, the thing between me and Will was, you know, he would, along with him bringing me into his life, one major thing that was really key in his life, he loved music. Now, some I don't know if any of you, like, tuned into his Facebooks, live sessions like every, I think it was every night or every other night, he would do a Facebook live session where he would spend 
a lot of music. And, you know, like uh, Shane said, like recently when um, Il Camille came out, like that's all he was playing. He was playing Il Camille and he was playing D Smoke. And uh, I forget the the I'm Bougie track. I don't know what the artist's name is. But he was like, like when he found something that he liked, like he would like, like it to death. But none of the selections were bad. So he continued doing that. And then with him bringing me into his life, when it came to music, like he would make a day where there would be a day where Will would either take off or it would be like in the middle of his work day and he would go to all the different record labels. So he would, I would say, hey, when are you going? Or he would call me and be like, yo, I'm going. Where are you at? And if I was off, I would go with him. So and then we would make all rounds. We would go to Interscope, we would go to Universal, and then we would go to Def Jam. And we would talk to the A&R people. We would talk to the people that were doing the marketing. We talked to everybody, and then we'll be just picking up records, and he would put them in a crate and put them in the back of his Jeep. And then he would take them back, and then that's what he would spend at World on Wheels. He always had the newest, freshest uh, music. And then on top of him going to all the labels, like, he introduced me or I would just happen to meet or be in meetings, these meetings with these, you know, people that do music and, you know, the people that were buying in the agents. Like, I remember vividly being in one of the meetings for uh, the pack that did the song called Bands and... Uh, being with them and Too Short because I think Too Short was the uncle of one of the kids that produced the music and I was just sitting there in the meeting just like just with Will hanging out like it wasn't nothing Too Short and this group and I was like wow I'm actually here and I was grateful to be there so that says something for the level of trust that he had for me at that time and then on another event we went to Interscope for uh, I don't know for one, I think one release party I'll mention uh, was for the game. I forget what album it was. And uh, we went to the party. We hung out. And I think we went to two locations. I believe Kevin Black was a manager at the time. And uh, I got to meet Kevin. I've seen Kevin on many occasions. And during the Interscope meeting, met game. I know who he is. And then I got to meet Jimmy Iovine. And him and Jimmy Iovine were chopping it. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Who is Will? Like, why does he know Jimmy Iovine? And why are they having a conversation? So we had conversations with Jimmy. And then we went to another uh, release party for uh, Snoop. I forget. Uh, I believe it was the Blue Carpet Treatment when he released his single, the Vato single. Um, met Snoop, saw Snoop, we were there, we had the blue Kool-Aid from the catering company, all that. It was a beautiful thing. He did a couple of tracks. It was like off the chain. And of course, weed was in the building. You know, you already know that. Snoop D-O-double-G is going to be smoking. So, yeah. So we went to the parties. We had fun. Oh, and uh, I don't want to forget to mention I met Chris Brown when he before he's the Chris Brown that you guys know. Yeah, when Chris Brown was 19, 
I met him. He would, we went, we did an event, and then after that we went to a club in Melrose, and he hung out with his manager, and he was just getting to know people. And that's when Chris Brown became the Chris Brown that you guys know and love doing all these uh, great hits and, you know, whatever else you want to think of. So I was able to share those cool moments with Will on an ongoing basis because he trusted me and music was a part of his life. And, you know, you know your real friends when you trust people with the very intimate, secret parts of your life, like something that you really care and that you're passionate about. Now, what that leads me into is doing the event. Now, for those of you that are in event and event promotions, you guys know how much of a struggle and how challenging it is. Getting people to the venue, doing the flyer, getting the actual venue, and making sure all the artists are taken care of and all your street team are taken care of if you go that far. Because Will did it, of course, it was a natural progression for me to do that. And what I'm getting to is something that Will share with me, which is really key when you do anything, anything when you want to do business with somebody. It's, he said, to justify your existence. And he would always say that. He was like, justify your existence. I'd be like, what, what does that even fucking mean, to justify your existence? And he would explain, would say, like if you want to, if you want a venue, or you want it for free, or you want to work with somebody, like why, why should somebody do business with you? Who are you? Like what are you bringing to the table? Like what are you going to do for me that makes me want to give something to you? <clears throat> and so that was always the kick. So when I would do when he when I would do my proposals, I would give them to Will. He's like, did you do you feel that you justified your existence in this? proposal. And then another thing on top of that was like, how thorough were you with the proposal? Like, did you have your, how much is it going to cost? Did you lay out your finances? Did you lay out what you want to do and make it as simple and plain as possible as you can? So with that and learning those lessons from him, that's what I did. So moving forward, I would just say like, if that's one lesson I, I took from him, one of the many, I would say just uh, make sure that whatever you do and in anything you do to justify your existence. Um, I think we have another caller. Um, let me see. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the things. And then if you guys were paying attention to his Facebook, he he would leave like little quotes like all the time. And he would say, uh, if you notice at the end of all of his quotes and the things that he would say was prepare, practice, and then perform. So, I mean, I know that seems system, that seems very simple, but can, is it possible that you can do you really understand that? And it's like, you know, it's the simple concepts that you go back and you revisit to see if you really, really understand them, right? So that's something that was really in his head. And even when we do these shows, 
uh, one thing that we would say is, you know, we would go back and be like, okay, how do we make it better? Like down to like, you know, the templates for the invitations for the people that were coming on, like who do we need to call? And then even like our opening, our opening speeches, the things that we would say, uh, you know, we would like try to rehearse it to make sure we had it down and make sure we captured all the information we needed to capture in the first 15 seconds. And then also, you know, the preparing is like, you know, sending people questions. So all these little like paying attention to the details. So then when it's time to perform, it's like we've already rehearsed it. It's not something hard. It's not something challenging for us to do. So that's uh, that's another lesson that I uh, took from him. And so, <clears throat> lastly, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this out. I think we had some really great callers, and if anybody decides to call in for the last 20 minutes, I'm open to that. So I'll I'll go over our last last thoughts that I have and then in the spirit of will and as uh, what I was asked to do and what I recommended was playing some gangster rap I'm going to play No Vaseline by Ice Cube going out I'm going to play the full track with the vocals because I remember like vividly he would uh, he would play that track and we would both jam to that like yeah he like Ice Cube really went in and Will is known for going in on people. <clears throat> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that after I'm done with my last thoughts unless somebody else decides they want to come in and they want to say something. Um, another thing, <clears throat> what Will was known for was being open to new possibilities of things. And you would never think that, you know, him – being, you know, the black guy that he was and just only, like, primarily into hip-hop, you would never think that he didn't have, like, his hands in other things, like, you know, the political arena, the different types of art or other music like Madonna, Britney Spears. And uh, one track that really threw me off was, uh, I forget, what's the name that uh, Will I Am, the group that Will I Am is with. I forget, but uh, he always played this called, and it was on their Elephant album, and it was Filipino, and he would play that all the time at the skating rink. He would play that like, oh, all, yeah, he just played it all the time. I'm like, what? What do you even know about this? He's like, I don't know what it is, but it's funky, and I'm going to play it, <laughs> and he played it all the time, and that was like, his jam, like he would be speeding off of your truck and he would play that. Or, you know, you just play it just because you just throw it on. Um, he had a lot, he had a wide range of music and a wide range uh, of world perspective on like how things work. And that's how he was able to like relate to people. And people loved him because of that. Like he could easily just pull from something that he knew or something that he read or something that he saw and make that relatable to people. And that's what made him so uh, lovable as a person. So, yeah, he was he was just very open to possibilities. And then <clears throat> another thing, what Will's known for is just being consistent. One thing that, you know, as time has gone by, 
with social media and, you know, people being, some being connected and just more disconnected, is Will was one, was consistent in knowing people's birthdays. And he would call you on your birthday. Or he would say, hey, isn't it so-and-so's birthday? And he would literally stop what he was doing, call that person, and wish them a happy birthday. I have no idea how he was doing this. I don't know if he was keeping a bunch of people in his Google calendar or his whatever calendar. Like, he knew everybody's birthday. And he would call random, call you just randomly and just wish you a happy birthday. And that says a lot about consistency. And he's done it up until now. Like, he's called me on my birthday, and he's always wondered about other friends of ours, their birthdays, and calling them and seeing how they were doing. And that's that takes a lot of consistency, I believe, and a lot of integrity and a lot of love to, like, really just care about other people because, you know, a lot of people forget people's birthdays. And sometimes we even ourselves, like, forget to celebrate our birthdays because that's a time of life, you know. And he would, I think, calling you, it's just to remind you that, hey, man, you're still alive and you're still breathing. You still have a chance. And he would do that. So I, I appreciate him for that. Um, so <clears throat> lastly, um, I want to leave us with a thought before I unplug and we play this track. If no one's going to call back um, or call in. There's a show that, a favorite show of mine that I used to watch is called Boston Legal, and it reminds me of the friendship that Jenny Crane and Alan Shore had with one another. And then Alan Shore, at one point, he he has this quote that he says, and I'm going to share it with you. Uh, Friendships are a little like backyard gardens. We plan to tend to them. We just always put them off until next week. And I would just say, with me saying that, like, if you have a real friend that's in your life, somebody that's in your corner, despite you guys' arguments and disagreements, try to tend to your friendships a little bit more than usual. And, you know, make a stand for your friends, like, if they're not doing something right. Like, even down to, like, taking care of their health the way they should be. Like, get in their face. Because you want your friends to see you grow or get to that good point in your life. Um, Damn. You know. Uh, is anybody else on? Uh, so do that. Um, the friendships that you build, like make sure they're sincere. Have integrity in those those friendships. Do a little bit more than usual. Like, don't let your laziness and procrastination, like, keep you from being great in your friendships because you never know what they can blossom into, into something great where you have that brother you needed or that cousin or that uncle that you need or or that aunt or that mother that you needed, you know, to fill in the blanks because everybody can't be everything. So, you know, take the time to nurture those things. Uh, so my last, after that, my last thoughts are condolences and love, prayers, and positivity out to 
Will's sister, brother, and all the family members. I wish them the best, um, and I'm here for them if there's anything that I can do. And uh, Gangsta Knickknack, I'm here for you if you need me. We're gonna we're gonna do what we can to help you. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there because <laughs> the conversation we had, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Terrace, uh, much love goes out to you, man. Stay strong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we love you too. Condolences go out to you, man. Stay strong. If there's anything I can do, please feel free to reach out to me. You can contact me through through Nikki, and we can do that. And um, everybody else, uh, much love. Uh, and if you have, and if you're an audience member and you're a close friend of Will's, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Scatter chatter podcast through Facebook, um, and you can reach out to us here on the actual page um, through Blog Talk Radio, True Tribe Radio. You can Google us, uh, Scatter Chatter, and just leave a comment there. Find me, and um, I will do what I can to help or give you any closure that you need or put you in touch with who you need to be in touch with to uh, get closure with anything you need. And uh, with that said, uh, thank you guys for listening to this dedication episode of Scatter Chatter. It's most unfortunate. Um, And we look forward to having you on and having your ears listen in the future. Again, please feel free to comment um, on the fan page and be in touch. So uh, good night. God bless you guys. Love you all. And uh, I want to leave you guys with this track by Ice Cube, dedication to my dear friend and brother, uh, Will93. Thanks again, and good night. Damn. Forgot to thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. It ain't over, motherfuckers. The motherfucking saga continues. Y'all motherfuckers ready for it? You ain't the
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.